Welcome back to Inside Out, another episode, second English episode, episode number 68. And as I switched my content to English, I started brainstorming what I would like to talk about. And my brainstorm brought me to the idea that today I'm going to talk about resistance. So... Cheers, by the way. I'm having my bulletproof coffee. Just came home from the gym. Mm. I want to share my thoughts with you on the topic of resistance. I want to talk about what you can learn from resistance, where resistance comes from, how resistance basically is holding you back from feeling and diving deeper inside yourself or into yourself. I want to talk about how resistance creates more resistance, um, what good resistance does, because resistance um, has a purpose, and how you personally can work with resistance in order to let go of the resistance that you have built up. So resistance or resisting something is basically just you not accepting something. And if you don't accept something, you create resistance against the status quo. For example, you are overweight. You are weighing, I don't know, 40 kilos or 80 LBS, 80 pounds, too much. And deep down inside, you think to yourself, oh my God, look at me. How has it come this far? How can I... <laughs> How can I be this fat? Just for example. And resistance would be you fighting against these thoughts of yours and wishing it was different. Wishing it was different doesn't actually create resistance. The resistance in this certain example comes from yourself hating yourself for being the way you are and yourself thinking negatively about yourself in the context of your weight. Like, how has it come this far? Obviously, you're creating resistance against the person you are today. So I've heard this uh, quote the other day um, from a mentor of mine who I work together with in a men's circle. And he told me, like, resistance creates suffering. Because if, if we're honest, if we, if we relate back to uh, being overweight, like weighing like 40 kilograms too much, what would be easier? Accepting yourself for who you are and stepping up with accountability and self-responsibility and saying, listen, it has come this far. I am responsible for it. And that's why I am in charge and I can change my weight again, which includes way less suffering than hating yourself and going to the gym and losing weight from self-hate on. And actually, this, this, this example is perfect for my next question how resistance creates more resistance it is exactly what i just pointed out if you if we st stick with this example and if you go to the gym out of self-hate 
and you hate yourself so much that you want to change, that's when you start creating more resistance. Because on top of yourself hating yourself for weighing 40 kilograms too much, you're now going to the gym from a self-hate energy, self-hate perspective. And that will drive you to create more resistance against being overweight. Because... <laughs> And that's the that's the funny thing about us human beings. Like, as soon as you don't go to the gym for a day, for example, when you said you were go to the gym, you're going to hate yourself more because you started from self-hate. You didn't start from self-love where you say, I accept myself the way I am right now and I take full responsibility for letting it come this far, which would be from my point of view, coming from the intention of self-love and wanting to change from a self-love perspective. And it's completely the other way around when you start from a perspective of self-hate and you will basically create more resistance. And resistance will hold you back from actually feeling the emotions connected to the thoughts that create your emotions, whether they are subconscious or conscious because you might have so much resistance built up against being overweight for example that you can't even allow yourself to think thoughts like how have I let this come this far how fat do I even look I look so freaking ugly because You will not want to feel what is connected to these thoughts, which is why you start reinforcing the patterns that that you come up with to cope with the emotions that are produced by the resistance that you're feeling. And the only way out is through. So as soon as you realize or notice resistance... Take a couple of deep breaths and actually notice it in your body, locate it in your body. Most of the times, resistance, for for, for my personal experience, is me starting to overthink, overanalyze, and starting to make me really problem-oriented or challenge-oriented. Like, I really narrow my focus into everything that's bad in that moment. And I try to overanalyze why it is the way it is. And I don't try to overanalyze, I overanalyze it. And then most of the times, sensations in my body start coming up. And for example, I have the urge to cry, but I just can't open myself up to cry, which would be resistance in that case. And With resistance, it is like with an onion. You have your core problem, let's call it self-hate. And then you, because resistance always creates more resistance, if you live in resistance, there's layer for layer for layer for layer around the core problem. And if you want to solve your problem at the core, you have to unfold or un. Uh, unpack 
every layer of the onion until you get to the core. Which is why resistance creates more resistance, like I said, because <laughs> you're building and building and building and building more around the core of the onion. Where does resistance come from? Resistance comes from our brain rationalizing what is currently happening in our body and trying to survive. So resistance is basically just your brain trying to make you survive and the things you believe about yourself. Because if there's one thing that our mind doesn't like is when belief systems and limiting identities are challenged. And obviously, if you accept that you weigh 40 kilograms too much, obviously, your mind is going to be challenged, your belief systems and your identity are going to be challenged because being overweight has become a part of your identity. And if there's one thing that our mind doesn't want is that we let go of parts of our identity, that we change our identity to the better. And it doesn't make any sense on a rational level because if you think about it, you would think or you would say like, this doesn't make any sense because I want to change to the better. But as long as you haven't accepted the way you are at the moment, whether it be overweight, whether it, whether it is uh, bad eating behaviors, which correlates with overweight or being overweight, or whether it is porn addiction or drug addiction in general, or like excessive uh, scrolling on social media, you're gonna have to go through the resistance that you've built up against what your core problem is at the moment. And oftentimes, like I said, you have layer for layer for layer for layer for layer until you get to the core. What you think your problem is or your challenge is, is actually just one of the onion layers of resistance that you have created up on top of the core of the onion, which is like the core belief that every layer of the onion has been built on. What can you learn from resistance? Resistance is there to open you up for feeling emotions that you have labeled as bad. And that's where resistance comes from as well. You have labeled thoughts which create emotions as bad, so you label the emotions as bad as well. And it's basically just a survival mechanism of our brain labeling things so that we can relate and that we're not in the dark about what is actually going on. So what can you learn from resistance? The more you learn to deal with resistance, the more you learn to uncover the patterns that you have come up with to cope with resistance, to run away from resistance, basically. You basically learn to use it as a trigger to go deeper. Because as soon as you are resisting, as soon as you start overthinking, overanalyzing, and creating emotions of anxiety, which make you start getting into your coping mechanisms again, you could just feel what is there by closing your eyes, breathing through your nose, and letting all the thoughts, the storm in your head, which is currently there, just pass by. 
because I can guarantee you as soon as the storm has passed, as soon as you have let go of the resistance, you will start feeling. And the feeling part isn't easy because obviously there are emotions that you haven't felt in a long while or that you haven't allowed yourself to feel in a long while. So, so many people don't allow themselves to feel the full spectrum of emotions because they label emotions as good or bad and every emotion which is bad just is going to be pushed down or rationalized. And therefore, people also don't really know what it's like to feel good if you label emotions because you need to be able to feel the bad if you want to be able to feel the good as well. And most of the people, including myself, I have a history with that stuff as well, can only allow themselves to feel positive, positive emotions when the context is given. So they need to go out to a club to party to feel good, or they need to buy stuff to feel good, or they <clears throat> need, to need to take drugs to feel good. And that basically is just nothing else than a, a, a quick fix, <laughs> in my opinion. What good does resistance do? I've already said it. Resistance is, has two goods, if you want to put it that way. One of these is the survival mechanism of our brain, because we've labeled emotions and don't want to let go of the parts of our identity or limiting beliefs or whatever, um, because the mind will always want you to go back to what is known and not what is unknown. So that's one thing that, which is good about resistance, if you look at it from that perspective. The other thing that is really good about resistance is, like I said, that you can use it as a trigger to actually go deeper and to actually develop solutions for what is going on at the moment. So for, for, for me, for example, I use resistance as a trigger to journal. So most of the times when I feel resistance in my body, I start journaling. And after that, I sit down and meditate. Because obviously, if you've journaled before meditating, the, the whole thought storm is already in a book or in your MacBook or laptop or whatever you have. And that makes you get to center a little quicker than if you don't journal. And also, journaling really helps you step back from feeling the emotion in the moment and kicking into overthinking. And you can really analyze yourself and where the thoughts that you have are coming from and better said, what lies behind these thoughts? What might a belief be that has created the thought that has created the emotion that you don't want to feel and that you resist feeling and surrendering to? So that's basically also how you can work with resistance. Use it as a trigger, accept that you are not capable of surrendering to the emotion because most of the people think that um, when they surrender to an emotion, the emotion will stay forever. But the funny thing about emotions is emotions pass. They just stay and become a state if we resist them. But the nature of an emotion is to come and go because they want to be felt. Emotions are nothing else than energy in motion, energy in your body. And what we as a society have to learn is that we disconnect from our head 
and connect to our body. Because the more we connect to our body and shut our head off, the more our body does what it does best. Let, letting the emotions pass and letting them go through. So yeah, that's all I have for today. I really, really, really appreciate you listening to this episode. So cheers. Thanks that you're here. I love you. And yeah, see you guys next time. That's all I have. I love practicing English. And I feel like I could have done better today. But done is better than perfect. And that's my motto. And that's why I started uploading in English at first. So here we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I hope you can take something away. So please, if you have questions or impulses, or if you want to share something that you've learned with me, don't hesitate. I'll take time for everybody who approaches me and sends me a message because I'm really honored to be able to sit here and upload a podcast. I had so much resistance built up against showing myself on camera, speaking English, uploading a podcast, and I've gone through it and want to serve as an example that you also can go through resistance, you also can change yourself, and you also can do whatever the heck you want in your life, because that's what I'm doing basically too. So, see you next week. Hi, you can hear my voice in a different setting, so that means that you're at the end of this episode. Now that you've listened to a full episode of Inside Out, I want to kindly ask you if you could leave a short review for my podcast. That would help me a lot. And other than that, I want to inspire you to take a little time out of your day after this podcast episode to reflect on what you might have learned, what a good takeaway for your current situation might be, and what of the things that I or we have talked about in this episode you're going to implement into your daily life. Because implementation is key to change in life and when we're learning we're listening to podcasts and stuff it's always important to implement what we've learned otherwise knowledge doesn't become power and knowledge is powerless and useless as long as you don't implement it thanks for taking the time see you next time have a good one